Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again, Born to Watch. Taking over 10 years to write and eventually released in 1954, The Fellowship of the Ring was immense in every sense. A sequel to his kid's book, The Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien upped the ante and expanded his story of Middle-earth to a scale that has not been matched in nearly 70 years. The honour was bestowed to a Kiwi indie director who was more known for schlocky gore than fantasy drama to bring the trilogy to life. It's hard to imagine mentioning Peter Jackson's name and someone not knowing it. But when he was tasked with bringing this beloved trilogy to life, he was a relative unknown. Along with his wife, Fran Walsh, and Philippa Boyens, the three of them adapted a script that was sure to come with a huge weight of expectation. Three films were filmed simultaneously in New Zealand from October 99 to December 2000. This was filmmaking on a massive scale, and there is no doubt that one of the greatest film trilogies of all time was the result. Tonight, The Fellowship is just two, but we do have a special guest joining us for a category later on, all the way from Hobbit Town itself. Ton. Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Sorry, Damien. Now, let's meet the Sam to my very tall but still extremely hairy Frodo, Damien. Hey, how, how are you? you? I'm good, I'm good. And apparently Morgs is still talking from last week's film school for FWITS. <laughs> it's still going? It is still That's going. the rumour is, he's yeah. still going. He actually rang today. He asked me when he, when he should expect to see that up online. Right. I told him to chill the fuck out. He had his chance last week and he blew it. Uh, it shall be up on YouTube. It's t- and you can just understand, people, that it's taken that long for me to edit it and get it up on a, on a platform that is... Worthy of it. So, besides Morgs asking for it, what other sort of... What, who else <laughs> no is one. actually... Oh, no one. No one's asked for it. Oh, that's just uh, I thought there might be a couple. I thought the man joining us tonight might want to know a bit more about it. Strangles. Uh, strangles. But, look, no. Right, okay. So, okay, fair enough. Now, Damo, we, we've hit upon a chord here because this is one of your all-time favourite books. Yep. You've read it many, many times. 11 times. 11 times. Yep. Now, Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001. What are your memories of that? I was so pumped. And my my son was born in September. And then Boxing Day it hit. Mm, 10 a.m. I I went to Warrywood by myself. I said, you're... I'm going. Yep. I'm out of here. I remember what I wore. I remember just going there. I remember I had my uh, fake ears. New, no, I mean <laughs> I just had a dark blue billabong uh, singlet and some really long shorts that came down past my knees. Hold the phone. Singlet. Yes, I sing. It was a hot day. Oh, well, it's Boxing get day. Guns out. Lord of the Rings. Get the guns out. Mate, someone with your complexion needs to be careful of. Uh, no, skin I, go, I, I can get a bit of a tan in summer. Fuck off. No, I can. I actually look all right. Bronze Dozzy, Guy Leach style. Oh, God, well, exactly. You mentioned Guy Leach, I think of you. <laughs> but well, you know what? I, you know what I think of you when you mention Guy Leach when he peels his sluggers off and reveals his ass, and it's just white. Yeah, look, I, I am the white red peel cycle normally, mm. but if I do it sensibly, I can get some color. Okay, nice. But anyway, yeah. So ten o'clock at uh, Roy Starkers at Warrywood, I went there, and uh, yeah, loved it. Yeah, and and then every year after that Boxing Day, I was there. Yeah, well, it was three years in a row, right? Yeah. And I remember, I was very similar. I didn't see it on Boxing Day. I saw it on the 27th because 
we used to have a, a my parents would have a thing at their house on Boxing Day, so I was pissed because I really wanted to go, but yep. my dad would make me work around the house, earn my keep. Fair enough. Clean you know, up the I yard. was twenty five, yes. so and he was living overseas, and he'd come back and be on show for one day of the year. So yep, uh, he'd get his slaves to work around the house to ensure that he was that was that was your big day though. That, that, that your was, family. That was, your, that was your big day. Boxing Day. So. Yep. Look, I saw it on the 27th, and I was the same. I, I have not read the book. Still have not read the book. I own three copies of the book. <laughs> right. I own the, the massive book where the three of them are in the one. Yep. Uh, I owned one that I bought probably around the time that the movies were announced. I bought that. I bought another book when the movies when the movies were finished coming out, and it was like the commemorative sort of with all the stuff on the front. Yep. And then I bought a copy for my son, hoping that, that he might want to read Yep. Lord of the Rings, yep. which he didn't. Yeah, I bought my son a copy and he didn't either. Yeah, I, I have started. I'm about. I got about a third of the way through the Fellowship and thought, ah, oh, just watch the movie. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Look, overs and unders. It's a twenty two year twenty two year old movie, but it's a long one. Oh yeah, it's a long one. Especially when you, if you talk the extended version. Well, we we're, we're focusing on the theatrical version yeah. tonight. Yeah, but I've put overs and unders at ten. Now you've read the book eleven times, yep. which, which takes a long time to read. It does. How many? I think I'm around eight or nine. Wow. And and two of them would be the full extended editions, which are four hour movies or yes. four and a half. Uh, I think the Some the extended version of this one is three hours and twenty eight minutes, okay. so it's thirty minutes longer. Yep. And the extended edition of of Return of the King. Is nearly four hours. They're, they're long movies. They're long movies. Yeah, but very good. Oh, look, uh, very yeah. good. And, and and all the extra bits are great too. They are like yeah, it's certainly worth uh, watching. Yeah, and because I, I bought because it came out in Boxing Day in the movies, and then whatever they had a schedule like maybe four or five months later they it came out on DVD, and then yep. three months or maybe two months after that they brought out the extended edition. Yeah. So I waited for the extended edition. I bought the VHS as soon as it came out. On the extended, it's a huge cash grab. Oh yeah, a huge cash yeah. grab. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, absolutely. That's why they bring it out in stages, so you'd actually buy all of them. Yeah, all. Yeah, so I, I'm overs. Yep. I, I reckon for this one, I'd be only just over 12, yeah. 13 times. Well, because it's it's three movies though. Like yeah. generally, you don't just watch one. No, you, you in it, isolation. Agreed. It's not something that you would watch. I'm going to watch Return of the King. No, I'm not. No, two you, towers. I got it. No, no I mean, but that's the thing. You're not going to just go. And pick no, you one. don't. I, I, in saying that, though, I've got to say my probably my go to if I want to watch a Lord of the Rings, I'll watch Return of the King. Okay, that's what I've probably watched that the most yeah. out of all of them. No, I, I, I'd go one, two, three. Yeah. no matter what, any time I'd watch it. Yeah. Do you think there's and we'll get to this, but is there? This didn't win Best Picture or Best Director. That went to Return of the King. Yeah. Unlucky. Oh, totally. And and I think Christopher Lee was just livid that for those first two years yeah. that it really got snubbed. And, and it was really, it seemed like a bit of a, oh, well, a bit of a, well, you've done so well over three years and it's more about we're, we're awarding oh. the uh, immensity of the, of, yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, because that, that third one won 11 Academy Awards. Yeah, it won everything. And, and, and it was like... Yeah, like okay, this is where it should have been. Yeah, and and maybe they might have gone overboard, but holy crap, it was it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, let's listen to the trailer. And look, I've got to say, I understand last week's Aliens oh, yeah, trailer. To that. Alien trailer was not great. Now, Johnny Ball reached out. He's very disappointed in the trailer. It was better than the Raids trailer. The Raids trailer was terrible. <laughs> in fact, the, late, the Raids trailer I nearly cut out completely. Yes. But this one... Uh, th- Someone said Salamat Puggy at the beginning, though, of it. So yeah, that gave it a little bit that, of... Well, there's the only words that were mentioned, <laughs> yeah. though. Look, we're uploading all the trailers onto our YouTube channel. So you definitely can see the alien... A visual trailer. A visual trailer. Yeah, not that, just the sound. It didn't really... Visual. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's watch... Well, we'll watch... You guys listen to the trailer. Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries, it has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it, seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? weapon of the enemy is a gift. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The ring must be destroyed. It was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. I know what I must do, but I'm afraid to do it. One does not simply walk into Mordor. There is no other way. Well, that's a better trailer than the Alien one. It more is. action. Ha- and um, some voices. Yes. Uh, but I, I did notice too that the music is temporary music. It wasn't part of Howard Shaw's score. Right. So maybe they saved that for the movies, kept that sort of hidden. But the other thing is too, in that trailer, it looks like there's about 100 different plot lines going on. Yeah. There is so much going on. Yeah. I went, and when you watch it too, you just see like, how much is in this movie? There's so much happening. Yeah. There's so much happening. It's interesting with some of the reviews we'll get to in a minute, but yeah, some of the reviews were funny. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were funny. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Fellowship of the Ring? Rightio then. Okay, so Sauron, the Dark Lord, has awakened and threatens to conquer Middle-earth to stop this ancient evil once and for all. Frodo Baggins must destroy the One Ring in the fires of Mount Doom. Men, hobbits, a wizard, an elf, and a dwarf form a fellowship 
to help him on his quest. Doesn't need much more than that. Nope. It's slightly more complex than that, I it, suppose. It is a little <laughs> more complex, but doesn't need much more than that. No. You've got to take a ring. Yeah, stick it in there. To a fire. Yeah, that's and it. And end it. And walk away. That's yeah. it. It's pretty easy. Sounds yep. easy. Yeah. It's not easy. One simply does not just walk straight into Mordor. Oh, there we go. Mm. Look at you go. Okay, critical thinking. IMDb has this rated 8.8 out of 10. It ranks number nine on the IMDb top 250 movies with 1.9 million reviews. Is that that the Fellowship or the Lord of the Rings? That's just the Fellowship. Fellowship, right. That's just the Fellowship. It's not the top rated movie in the trilogy. Right, so it's nine and it's not number one. Okay. Yeah, Return of the King is above it. Right, yeah. Which is not surprising considering it won all the awards and it was the critics' darling. Certified fresh 91% on the tomato meter and a 95% audience score. Rate's pretty good. It does. Okay. It should. It should. (laughs) So we've got a good review from an old mate. Oh, hang on. Ferdy Dominelli. Okay, old Jimmy Baradinelli from Real Views. Bloody hell, James Baradinelli. He's a good guy. With this production, Jackson has used The Lord of the Rings to reinvent fantasy for the cinema in the same way that the novel provided the blueprint for the written word. Whoa. Wow. Heavy words. It is. And especially from Ferdy, who's normally our bad. He's given a few bad reviews. He's no Wayne Kerr. (laughs) No, no. No, no, old Dave. Old Dave, Yeah. But um, the blueprint. It's high praise. Yeah, for sure. High praise. Okay, we've got a bad one here. Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader. Mm. It's full of scenic splendors with a fine sense of scale, but its narrative thrust seems relatively pro forma, and I was bored by the battle scenes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. What about a pacifist. But what about uh, it's full of scenic splendors with a fine sense of scale? Not... No, it's grand. It's grand. It's as grand as you can get. The, the sweeping landscapes... Oh, my God. ...is yeah. incredible. The helicopter shots. Oh, mate, the, the shot in the final battle... When they're going down oh, the hill, yeah, 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 and the, yeah, it's a crane yeah. shot, yeah, and it follows them down, mate. That is unbelievable filmmaking. Yeah, that's the first time I reckon that is the first time in the in seventy one episodes of Born to Watch that I've got erect <laughs> over a camera shot. Wow, I was like, that is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, it and it go. It's for age. I don't I know, know how he as did the, it. As the orcs are running down the hill. Yeah, yeah, incredible shot. And shot of the movie because there's no drones. No, and that's so what I'm thinking yeah. today. That's done by drones. Yeah. And it's easy, right? Yeah. But that's that's a crane shot. Yeah. I don't or, know how they did or, it. Or a real low-flying chopper. How? Well, Jerry from Skippy is probably flying it. He's one of the best. <laughs> Tony Bonner. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move into ordinary people. I've gotten a little bit different tonight because... It's a massive cast. <laughs> For sure. It and is. if we if Gow was here, oh yeah, this would be as long as the movie. It'd be as long as um, Morgs' film school for Efwitz last week. Nothing's that long. Right. Okay. Still going. Still Shut going. up, Morgs. Still going. Yeah, Morgs. Wrap I it up. Him up there. Wrap it up, Dan. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. So we're going to start with, and what I thought we might do is, yeah, you know, we'll start with the character. We'll start with the guy and the character, and we'll ask you what your thoughts are on the character. Yeah. So we'll go Elijah Wood. Now 
he's a child actor. He plays Frodo. Yep. He was famous for The War with Kevin Costner and Flipper, really. Hadn't done a heap. The Good Son, he'd done a bit, but not a heap, really. He, was, he was 19, I think. Yeah, he, he wasn't was old. Yeah. So as Frodo, he's our hero. Yep. Thoughts? Thoughts on Frodo? Beautiful skin. Oh, my God. He's piercing blue eyes. <laughs> These blue eyes. They are very blue. Mate, I've, I've got a question about it in, in today. In the, thoughts no, on the character? Oh, I, no, he was. I think he was a great Frodo. And yep. I liked his... Um, Almost, I liken him a bit to Toby Maguire, just with a real, just a look, not not, just a real plain look a lot of the times, and not a lot of emotions. He's sometimes. super understated. Yeah, a lot of his actions. But I, th- I, th- I really thought he he, f- he fit the part really well. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. I think it was pretty good. I, I I do ask a question about his acting ability in in some instances a little bit okay. later on, but we'll get there. Okay, the big man himself, Ian McKellen. Oh. As Gandalf, yeah, uh, the, the the real the real centerpiece of the film, like ultimately, but a couple of movies that I really liked him in *Apt Pupil*, which is a Stephen King adaptation where he plays an, uh, a Nazi in hiding. All right, and uh, and then another one, obviously, he plays Magneto in *X Men*, mm. which he's excellent as. He is very good, very good, but such grandeur. Yeah, so loves a bong. <laughs> Just what? loves ripping a few cones. The, the pipe weed. Loves it. Your love of the halfling elf. Halfling, half, the, the halfling weed, weed, whatever yes, it's called. Um, loves leaf. a bong. Yeah. And But he's really the core, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's... um Very, very... He's very happy. He, he's the one that puts all the pieces together. He, but he's very happy to farm the job out <laughs> to Frodo. Well, I can't he, do he that. Can, no, he you can't. You can't trust me with the ring. He can't. He can't do it. He really can't do it. That's what, He was wise. He wanted to, but he would have become some another Sauron. All right. Viggo Mortensen, Aragorn. Mm. We've mentioned him a couple times here, but a, a few lesser-known films. Crimson Tide as Weps with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Great movie. Yep. Tony I Scott. I can't remember him oh, in it. so good. But, He's yeah. so good. But Master Chief Urgale in G.I. Jane. <laughs> oh, right. He is yes. too. Yes. Yes. Remember, he, he tries to make, get a bit frisky with uh, Demi Moore and yep. she headbutts him and, yes. and smashes him. Yeah, he was, he was the drill he was, sergeant. He was a yeah. real asshole yeah. and she yeah. saves him at the end. Yes. But he's obviously starts the movie as Strider. Yep. The Ranger. Yep. Becomes Aragorn. Yep. You know, a Sildor's heir. Heir. Yeah. And the true king of Gondor. Mm-hmm. But, but apparently Gondor doesn't need a king because my dad's looking after it. Yeah, the uh, right. steward. The steward. Uh, but that's later on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, a couple that's, movies. That's the third movie. We're getting a couple movies now here, <laughs> yeah. but he's really good. Oh heck yeah, he's really really good in this movie. He, he and even um, like from an acting point of view, like on set, he was like the leader. Yeah, like he he just went all the extra. It's, it's like having a captain of a footy team doing the extra training, staying back, doing the extra sit ups, push up. That's mate. This this guy was doing the same thing there. So he became the leader. Of the cast, but as well just, as the leader in the these, movie. But these guys, they were out of commission for four years, essentially. They were to, because they 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 when they filmed in ninety nine. They filmed in ninety nine to two thousand, but then they yeah. did pick up shots from two thousand one yeah. to two thousand three. Yeah. So they were they couldn't really do no. anything else for, for for effectively four years. Yeah. So you're like a team. Oh, for sure. And yeah. you need a leader. And he's whilst Gandalf, I think, is the centerpiece. Aragorn's the glue. Oh, for sure. Right, so he holds it all together. He's the one that makes the the harsh calls. He's well, the one. He, that he's a real leader in this in the movie because he he is making tough decisions. Yeah. Like when they when they come out of Moria, 
Like, they want to grieve for Gandalf. Like, let's go. No, we've got to go. And not just that. He's the one that, that effectively says to Frodo, well, let's yes, Frodo go. 100%. And we're not going. That's right. He yeah. made tough decisions. Yeah. because that's And that's what a leader does. And not only that, he fought 1,000 orcs <laughs> on his own. <laughs> 1,000. There was the, they were the big guys, the Uruks. Yeah. The Uruks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uruk high. Um, yes. He, <laughs> he lucky kind of went up the top. He sort of had a little bit Mate. of a pinch point. But holy crap, he was pretty ballsy to go and, oh, I'll just take this. And mate, didn't even look scared. <laughs> no, I know. Didn't even look scared. But, you know, in the, in the books, the way Tolkien describes how Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn fight, it, it just talks about how they are superb swordsmen, they are this, their skill is just amazing. And you do believe, I mean, they're not invincible, but, you know, they, they are kick-ass guys. Well, Legolas has a... Uh Non-emptying quiver of arrows. Yes, they just yes. keep reproducing. Like the, the it's old, a magic. It's, it's a magic shooter. quiver. Yeah, it's a magic quiver. Yep, <laughs> he does. Mm. Okay, Sean Aston as Samwise Gamgee. We're talking Goonies. We're talking Goonies, but we're talking Fifty First Dates. Oh, okay, as the, right, brother. the brother, and we're talking Toy Soldiers with Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, right, okay, at the private school where yes. they get uh, taken over yes. by the by the uh, terrorists. Yep, two really good movies. Mm. He's really good in both of them. He plays a bigger role further on. Oh, yeah. He's, you can see the person he is in this movie, but it's not really until the next two movies that he becomes, he becomes, he I, becomes the star. He is the star of the yeah. show. Yeah. He becomes and the I, star. And Tolkien wrote him pretty much to be the star of the show. Yeah. And I, and I suppose if you look at Game of Thrones with Peter Dinklage and um, yeah, the Tyrion imp. Lannister, yeah. It became like he became like one probably the oh well, he was the, the he was the star, star. he was definitely as well the star. too it was his favorite you could just tell sometimes yeah. these unassuming sort of quieter guys or whatever they're smart loyal yeah well he's loyal he's loyal to a fault absolutely he's a like, bloody good friend yeah he's a good he's the one you want yeah he was the he's got your back he does absolutely okay now you've already mentioned him but Christopher Lee as Saruman. Oh. Just unbelievably good. Very, His very, voice. very, very good in this movie. Oh, jeez. Very good. He's, he's unreal. I and love him in this. The quintessential bad guy. All he's done is play bad guys his whole life, right? Yeah. So Count Dooku in Attack yes, of the Clones. Yes, Jeez, uh, he had a big resist, um, piece to resistance at the end of his career big, big when he was time. older. Big time. Dooku and then Saruman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he played Dracula and all the Hammer Horrors. Yeah. Now, there's a movie that I reckon no one listening to this podcast has seen. It's called Horror Express. Right. And it's an old movie. It's like old, maybe say like late sixties. Yeah. But it's got very strong ties with the movie The Thing. Right. So it's about this. Uh, they're shipping this artifact on a train across country, and it's sort of it, it. It comes to life and starts killing people on the train. It's a great. It, it's so good. It's on Plex. It's yep. worth watching. I really enjoyed it. It's it's a great movie. So Horror Express. I, I did see him in a in an old war movie, almost as an extra. It was called I think it was the Battle of the River Plate. Yeah. It was on the pop the pocket battleship, the Deutschland. Yes, right. Which went up against the Ajax, the Achilles, and the Exeter. These three cruisers, and they went to Montevideo Harbor, the German battleship. But in one of the pubs, Christopher Lee was like this local that was hanging in there. Um, and, it was, and I, because I remember seeing in the credits his name there, so I went back, rewound the movie, and I saw him there. He's kind of an extra. It was an old black and white sort of uh, naval well, war, he probably, World War II movie. He probably left them there and, and bought an island in Thailand and became Scaramanga. Oh, he was Scaramanga. The man with, with the, the three, golden with gun. The extra three, three nipples. Superfluous third nipple, yes, it was called. Yes. The superfluous third and nipple. And Roger Moore stuck one on. 
he, he took his shirt off. Oh, Mr. Scaramanga. Yeah, Scaramanga. One of my favourite Bonds men. Oh, the it's gun. funny. Do, I remember too when um, Roger Moore w- walked into, there was a one of the, this girl that was in the swimming pool and Roger Moore goes, hey, what's your name? And she went, chew me. He went, hey, okay, maybe later. That's right. <laughs> and it was always just That's so typical. How good is he? So typical of Roger Moore. I know. Yeah, so I good. Know. Roger Moore, as Daniel Morgan would say. Okay, next up we got Sean Bean as Boromir. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about him later on. Yep. Uh, Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Yep. And he was in Goldeneye, 006, Alex yes. Trevelyan, who is the dirty, well, the double agent. Yes. And tries to kill Bond. Dies almost in every single movie he's in. Yep. And does it well. And again, he uh, gets speared by three of the biggest, <laughs> the biggest the arrows I've ever like seen. Avatar soul, Mate, soul, they, they soul. like Avatar arrows. And, but the, and when he pulled the bow back, you could hear the pressure, the the, the noise. He went, he's put some, he's put yeah. some pressure on uh, this bow. This going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to come gonna out. Yeah. It's really going to hurt. Yeah, but he's, uh, I'm, I'm sure we might get to him he's in quick fight. He's fantastic in this. He's very good. Uh, obviously, he gets his comeuppance. His character arc is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Orlando Bloom, Legolas. Yeah, I'd never heard of him up until this. No, well, he hadn't really done anything. No. And he went on to be Will Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean and also star in Kingdom of Heaven as a, a Balian, yep. which is a Ridley Scott epic, which the director's cut is a way better film than the original. But as I said, the endless quiver. Yep. He is far too cool for what he should be <laughs> with, uh, with the guy who weighs 60 kilos with long hair. Yeah, he's awesome. He's good. The yep. three of them are really good. A great, great gang. Really good gang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're, we're, we're flying through this, Gal. This is how you do it. Jonathan Reese davies as Gimli. Yeah. Now we've, uh, we're just going to go Sulla for, yep. for Raiders right. and for the Dial of Destiny. Destiny yeah, right, for we, five minutes. Yeah, that we just watched. And again, a bit of a comic foil. He is he, but he is funny in it though. He's funny. He's it's the just, he's the comic relief. Genuine, genuinely funny, which is yeah. I've um, got a quote from him, which I'm. Which oh, is, which I'm sure. Probably got maybe You've probably got the same quote, but uh, he's he's very good. But he's also he's also a bit of a badass, mate. Like when he's in Moria and he's standing on Balan's tomb. Oh yeah, hey, mate. He's pissed off. He's pissed. He wants some bloody orc head. But he certainly takes a fair bit. Yeah. Is it the next movie where they count? It's the next movie where yeah, they count. yeah they start yeah. counting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they count in the books too. So yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. Okay, our Kate Blanchett as Galadriel. And brilliantly done too yeah. as Galadriel. And doesn't play a huge role in this movie, but is pretty poignant. It's, it is, yeah. Obviously has the that key scene with Frodo uh, where she's talking through the mind. Yes. Uh, that's very key for him knowing what he has to do. Look, I think they got her right too. I was just pointing that she was... This strong female character, right? She wasn't, you know, nowadays when they make strong female characters, they kind of have to give them these masculine qualities. Oh, their qualities like they're kick ass, battle hardened, you know, kick yep. butt warrior. Mate, she was feminine, but she was powerful. She was wise. She was really enter- uh, intimidating, but not from being some hardcore kung fu expert or swordswoman. She was just like one hell of a scary, powerful woman, just the way they portrayed it. It was so well done. She's very good. She's an excellent actress. Excellent or actor, Yeah, you have to call them. Yeah. Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving as <laughs> Elrond. Very similar to Agent Smith in the, a lot of his voice. The Elven King. Yes. Uh, great movie if you've not seen him in. 
is The Dressmaker, which is an Aussie film with uh, with uh, Kate Winslet in it. Okay. Excellent. Really, really funny. It's also got the other Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth in it. Great movie. Go and watch it. It's it's really, really good. Well, we mentioned, Took me by surprise. We mentioned Hugo the other week too when we had uh, the, when we did The Matrix. Matrix, yes. Yeah. But he's he's a legend. Yeah. You know, we've... There's a hundred movies we could have picked, but I thought yeah. I'd go a little bit outside. Again, un- an unassuming. Obviously, he's the one that sends them on their way. Uh, all these guys of, of high... Uh, he was wise. Position. Elrond. Yeah, this is what you've got to do. You've got to do yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Not Rivend- So that Rivendell doesn't fall. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. One of you must take this. Yes. One of you. Not yeah. me. Yeah. One um, of yous. One of yous, guys. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Well, you should have, buddy. You could have stopped it. Could've. Three thousand years ago, mm. you got to just grab Isildur and Isildur and yeah. thrown him in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked about this guy last week, uh, Ian Holm as mm. Bilbo, who would actually is the star of of uh, the Hobbit and yes. uh, an unexpected journey. Yep. And there's and I, I for the first time again a couple things that I saw. So when up on the on the table there's a map. And on the map, it says the desolation of Smaug. Yes. yes. That's yeah. the first time I'd seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was well, like, oh, cool. That exact map I've looked at 400 times. Yeah. Like, you know, just when you read The Hobbit, that map's in the in the book. And you always just reference the map. Yeah. So that map was an exact picture of the book map. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I, I could tell you that off by heart, that whole map. Yeah. So he played uh, he played Sir William Gull in From Hell, who's actually the movie that Johnny Depp starred in about yep. Jack the Ripper, yep. and he's actually the one that they say is the Ripper. Now the last one we'll talk about very quickly: Liv Tyler as Arwen. Yep, she doesn't do a lot. She's not in it very much. She's good, no, she, but she's in a very key scene. She she is basically the one that inspires um, Vigo or Aragorn. Yeah. Like, you know, Aragorn's got this self-doubt. Yes. She is the one that absolutely motivates him, um, inspires him. Her, her role is huge in her effect on Aragorn. Yep. Well, you know, they're lovers. Well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. How can we be lovers <laughs> if we can't be friends? Is that, um, what's his name? Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. The yeah. Bolter. How can we start over when, when the fighting never, never ends? <laughs> How can we make love if you are a fucking elf? <laughs> That's it for the oh. cast. There's heaps of other guys <laughs> that we could go yeah. through. I, I, I left the annoying hobbits. We can oh, leave okay. them. I've left yep. Pippin and Merry. Yep. Uh, Billy Boyden. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, Dominic Monaghan, yep. I believe, is the other one yep. uh, from Lost. But uh, I've left them alone. They annoy me a bit. So we'll get into oh, okay. it. We'll get into it. Uh, budget for this one, $93 million for that's, this movie. That's, you know, less than I would have probably thought. Yeah. So open, uh, our opening weekend, $47 million. So it's made half its budget in yep. the first weekend. Eight eighty for the year. $880 million worldwide for the year. Second only to Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone at nine seventy four. All right. So we're talking here, we're talking about a movie that under 10-year-olds can't watch. Yeah, right? could you imagine how many of them watch exactly. Harry Potter? And they all would have seen Harry Potter, and there's only a $100 million difference. Yeah. So, really. And Harry Potter was current, current book. Current, current book, yeah. Hugely Huge, popular. Hugely popular. Yeah. So, uh, four Academy Awards at one, uh, Best Music Original Score, oh. which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm. Uh, best, best Visual Effects, which is understanding. Cinematography, which is understanding. And makeup and hairstyling. And that's yes. just for Gimli. 
<laughs> yes. That was just for Gimli. He's got some hair. Certainly has some hair. Well done. So we've done 2001 before with Ocean's oh, Eleven. I know, I know. I was looking, thinking, we've done Black Hole Down and this and yep. that. And I was like, yep. bloody hell, Mulholland Drive. I've done this one. So here it is. 2001, Hit, Sleeper, and Dud. My hit for 2001, I can't remember what I did. I didn't go back and listen. But my hit is Artificial Intelligence, AI. You didn't say that. Yeah, a highly advanced robotic boy longs to become real so that he can regain the love of his human mother. Stars Haley Joel Osment and Jude Law. Wooney. <laughs> yes, Wooney. And directed by Steven Spielberg. This was originally a Kubrick script that he'd passed, and so Spielberg took it over. This is a hugely underrated film. Mm. It's really, really good. Yeah, no, I have seen it yeah. once. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got? Well, I I looked because we we did discuss quite yeah. a few of them, so yeah. I've got to go delve a little deeper. And I've gone all three of mine are comedies. Okay, wow. So my hit is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Wow, I cacked my head yeah, off. Cock knocker. I, oh, cock knocker. Mark Hamill. Oh, I I saw it at the movies. Will Ferrell is hilarious in yeah. it too. It is a funny movie. Mm. It is. Maybe not, ev- definitely not everyone's taste. It's not taste. everyone's taste. There's yeah. no way it's everyone's taste, but holy shit, it's Kevin, a funny movie. Kevin Smith's made some great movies. Yeah. I cacked my head off yeah. in this movie. Well done. Okay, my sleeper, Sexy Beast. Oh, Ben Kingsley? Yes. Brutal gangster Don Logan recruits retired safecracker Gal for one last job, but it goes badly for both of them. Uh, ben Kingsley and Ray Winstone, mm. set in Greece. Is it in Greece or he's uh, Ray, sure. in, Ray Winstone's in Greece? But Ben Kingsley ends up under the pool, uh, buried under the pool, <laughs> and it is a really good gangster flick. I've given away the plot line, but it's yeah. really worth watching. It's it's pretty fucking violent, yeah. But it's it's a bit unassuming, but very cool. It's a yep. good movie. Yep, it's good to watch. That is a bit of a sleeper, though. That's it is. for sure. It is a sleeper. It was way down. I went. Yeah. I went way down. Yeah. What do you got? I have gone for Wet Hot American Summer. Wow. I this is hilarious. It is so freaking funny. I actually don't think I've seen it. Oh, mate, David Hyde Pierce, Janine Garofalo. Garofalo. Um, it is so funny. Like okay. honestly, it it is a hilarious movie. When I saw it, because the name was so bad, I was like, "This can't be true." Like this is shit. And mate, I was in stitches. And then the second one is, which came out like fifteen years later, is hilarious as well. Okay. Um, it's got um, uh, uh, Peel from Key and Peel in it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a re- and John Hamm in the second one. Like it is a really, really funny, stupidly funny movie. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. 2001, Dud. I don't know if I did this before. Planet of the Apes. I, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if you did. Tim Burton directed in 2029, which is six. Years away. <laughs> right, yep. An Air Force astronaut crush lands on a mysterious planet where evolved talking apes dominate a race of primitive humans. Now, this movie was number nine in the year with $362 million. Oh, but it, it is so bad. It was bad. exciting, though, to see a new Planet of the Apes. Helena Bonham Carter stars in it. Yes. It's bad. Yeah. It's a bad movie. I've seen it, I have seen it once, but I, yeah. and I can't remember if I loved it or not but or hated it. I don't think I hated it. I think I thought it was okay. It's shit house. Okay. What do you got for Dud? I've gone for another comedy. It's Scary Movie 2. Oh, is that the one with Charlie Sheen? 
Uh, is that the one where they've got the do- the donut and the and the Frankfurt? It's fucking I hilarious. Don't think that, oh, maybe that's in yeah. there, but I can't. But the bit that is funny is the um, Chris Elliott with the little hand. Oh my god! When he's mixing his food oh and stuff. Oh my god! That scene that's is funny. So freaking funny. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's not that it's not that flash. They are hit and miss. But yeah, but that little hand scene. The little hand scene just, is all time. <laughs> he's touching everyone. He's, with like, he's wiping stuff off his yeah. face. Or then when he meets Ooh. one of the girls, oh, let me just give you a little pinch on your cheek, just with his <laughs> oh, little that's fingers. So bad. <laughs> They're all looking at his. It's head. like it's like the Deadpool little hand scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, but sh- shit ass movie. Yeah, shit ass. I, I don't know if it's two or three where Charlie it, they do the signs take off. Yeah, and I, I Charlie Sheen them. is is the Mel Gibson character, and the wife is pinned against the tree, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you think we might be able to get a bit of?" Uh, <laughs> You know, before and then he's got like the the Frankfurt and the donut, and he's like, it's fucking hilarious. I, I don't know. It could if be, it is, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put Stick it up on, on as the, one of your comedy bits. as one of my bits. Get the little hand in there I'll too. Get, well, we will get the little hand on there for sure. <laughs> Question time, Damo. Straight off the bat, is this the greatest trilogy in cinema history? Uh, Jeez. Now, now, see, and this is why I started <laughs> because I know you're, you're a Star Wars guy, and a Dark Knight, and guy. a Dark Knight guy. Yeah, and this, I, I, I'm, I find it very difficult to separate them all. Yeah, but, but I think I still put Star Wars maybe at the top of my list. Yeah, even though I absolutely love this, and and I love the, and the Dark Knight trilogy as well. Very difficult, but Star Wars is still for me. I'm, the, I've got maybe that. maybe more for maybe nostalgia and my impact when I was younger. Yeah. Definitely. But holy crap, this is so, right up there. And then, uh, this is not on my list, but does Star Wars happen without Lord of the Rings? Now, I know, because if you look, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi's Gandalf. Right. You've got, uh, you've got Han Solo could be Aragorn. You've got, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot oh, of I'm sure similes. George would have taken some inspiration. And there were some a lot of inspiration from Japanese, or Japanese cinema uh, as well, from that, from The Hidden Fortress and a couple other movies, but... But yeah, Lord, so anyway, of the, no, Lord of the Rings books have inspired a lot of, yeah, of movies. They have. Okay. As a huge fan of the book, where do you sit with book versus movie? Yeah, I, um, I will sort of bring this up later on. Um, books better. Yep. Books books are incredible because there's it's it's more complex. There's more characters. Um, he describes things perfectly, and. Um, He's so good at tying up loose ends. So there are so many different things that Tolkien brings up. And at the end, everything is tied. Every single thing. There's not one thing that you're thinking, oh, I wonder what happened to that person or that. Mate, everything is tied up. So I love this, but I do like the books more. Yep. Okay. Next question. I could fucking find my thing again. Next question. So is Elijah Wood good in this movie? He seems to effectively have one face. Yeah, I know, but that's like I said, he's got that sort of Toby Maguire sort of blank look. But I, I think it, I think it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with his, with his face. No, he's, he shows some real emotion when Gandalf, um, goes off the um bridge of Kazadum. Yeah, um, really, he, he's really upset, but he, he's not. Uh, Frodo is not <laughs> some over the top extroverted kid. Guy, he's he's a pretty, you know, just plods along sort of character. Yep. And, um, yeah, he didn't need to have a thousand emotions. Well, apparently not. 
Yeah. He just had to have one. Yeah. Well, he's got two. Okay. Do you just tell Pippin and Mary to fuck off? They're legit like handbrakes. <laughs> well, I mean, parent, Pippin really, um, yeah, he's stuffed. He was a real liability. Mate, he's a, they're huge liabilities. <laughs> yeah. Well, but no, but no, Mary, Mary isn't. He's pretty switched on. He's pretty, pretty switched on bloke. But um, but it, but they all came around. So Mary, Mary, you know, got convinced in obviously part two the ants to attack Saruman and Orthanc because if he he came up with that idea, Treebeard. Yes, yeah, it's Treebeard. But yeah, look, little Hobbit. It was, they, once he, he was probably a little bit uh, of comedy relief too. Old uh, Mary. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. No, I I like I still like him. Elevenses. Okay, so this is the first chapter. Return of the King won all the big awards. Which is the better movie? This, for me, is the better movie. Yeah. This, this uh, Every movie has got amazing bits, but overall, I love this whole, the build-up. Um, it's just uh, really good foundation it creates, and you re- good character sort of building movie, and I, that's what I loved. Yeah, look, I'm an origin guy, uh, the same way that I love the the first Star Wars the most. Yes. Although it's it's a real, I think that Empire's a better made movie, but I'll always go to Star Wars to watch. Yeah. Always. Well, I, I asked my son too just before, I said, what's the most epic part you've seen in one of these things? Because I've got a bit in, from this movie. Yeah. And he said, oh no, the... um." When the the ride of the Rohirrim in the third one, when they come down the hill yeah, at Gondor, he said that is just the best thing. Yeah, it is amazing, and, and that's why a lot of people love it. It's just f- huge scale of action. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Well, another great question time there, Damo. Well done. And we're great. here. Obviously, we're here with a with a true Lord of the Rings tragic. So, what we thought would be interesting is that we're now going into. <coughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly. And we've got a correspondent from Hobbiton himself. Whoa, Bag End. He's there. He's there from Bag End. Ball Bag End. <laughs> That's like um, the suburb next to Springfield in um, The Simpsons. Definitely. Um, what is that suburb called anyway? Um, Sh- Shelbyville. Shelbyville. Yeah, so you're, you're next to Bag End or it's Ball Bag. Bag end. Ball bag end. They're the neighbours over the road. Over so the with road. us, with us as, as a special guest, and uh, and and with his with his finger on the pulse over there in in Hobbiton. Yeah. Adam Strangles Strang, you will know him as Strangles, being mentioned quite often on the podcast. Another movie snob. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank welcome, you, Whitey. Welcome to Born to Watch. Thanks, Whitey. Uh, very well. Thank you. Hi, Damo. Uh, hey. Look. Just stoked to be here. I've been listening since day one. Uh, obviously, put a little bit on the old socials when I realised what it is because I'm not very technological. But uh, no, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, mate. We're going to rip straight into the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to start with our guest, which seems to be the way we do it. So we'll start with you, our strangles. What do you got for good? Yeah, look, I've got a fair list. Um, one of the things that this podcast has made me do is look at every movie I watch critically now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, look, let me go. So, first of all, I've got how the whole world is portrayed. It's it's just amazing how they've built the world, all the different um, pieces of scenery. The New Zealand scenery is amazing, uh, yeah. and all the camera shots from the top looking down and following the the horses riding. It's just amazing how it's all stitched together i reckon totally agree 
Yeah, that's the first bit. Uh, the next one's actually the score. Um, I think the music really fit the movie and the scenes quite well. Um, I think it was even my wife actually bought the album. So I've heard that a lot of the music quite... I know. I know. We were quite tragic to start with. We watched this about 10 times when it first came out. Uh, and this, so this watch was the first time I watched it in a long time. But uh, yeah, we thought the score, thought the score was good. Um, I love the long smoking pipes that Gandalf oh, and yeah. Frodo had. Suck back on a couple of them. Yeah, and, and, and what that I, I realised was all the drug references, like they were smoking weed, the gillyweed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, then, mm. and then at one st- stage, the four hobbits were actually looking at mushrooms and about to devour mm. some mushrooms when they were, yeah. when they were yes. in the forest. So Shortcut to mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was interesting to see the drug references, but uh, that could be Peter Jackson and, and his personal no, life. No, well, I'm that is sure. in the book. It is in the book. It's all there. So, but that is the name of, uh, of a chapter. It's called Shortcut to Mushrooms. That is one of the oh, chapters right. in the book. Yeah. But yeah, yeah they all the smoke for pipe years. weed. Yeah. Yeah. Gillyweed. The gillyweed. Loved it. Um, I loved <laughs> Gandalf's dragon firework. That was just the best firework good. ever. Yeah. But it, oh. beats, uh, it beats some sparklers and some throwdowns. <laughs> Nothing oh, how beats good a throwdowns. Throw yeah, oh, throw- throwdowns are great. That hurt though if he gets hit in the back. <laughs> Absolutely, I used to throw at my brother all the time. It was great yeah, fun. That and uh, you know, get the ten ball shooter. Hey, yeah, yeah. just shoot the shit out of your mates. <laughs> Do you remember the parachutes? They used to shoot yes. the parachutes. You used to tr- collect the parachute. Oh, that's how old we are, eh? My favourite bit of the whole movie, Liv Tyler. Oh my god, is she a hundred <laughs> really? out of ten? Is this because oh. you're in love with her, or just you like Darwin? Yeah, no, <laughs> both probably. No, no, she's just gorgeous. I thought she was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, oh, just beautiful. What else? Have I, got? I got a couple more things. Um, I thought the Elven cities were unbelievable. Rivendell and yeah. Lothlorien, both yeah, absolutely beautiful tree. cities. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely go on holidays to either of them. I reckon. Well, you live there. Well, it's down well, you are, a little you're bit. Ball, ball bag in, though. He's, ball bag in. He's at the arse end. It's like the slums. It's like... It's in the arse end of Moria. Well, Hobbiton's about a... I think it's about a three-hour drive south of Auckland, I think, on the way to Wellington. Uh, but I never go... I've never been there because it costs oh. an arm and a leg to go in, apparently. Oh, do they... Ch- oh, do they... Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah. Bastards, yeah. bastards. And um, yeah. I suppose the last thing I've got is... For being a fantasy tale, the plot actually made sense because I was watching it and questioning some bits going, oh, but yeah, I get that makes sense. And then you've got to throw a little bit of um, you know belief at it as well. But I thought that, uh, in the whole scheme of things, the plot made made pretty good sense to me. I think it all lined oh, up really goodness. nicely. Yeah, sure. yeah. We'd want to, it took fucking 12 years to write. Well, yeah. <laughs> You'd hope the plot <laughs> yeah. made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Damo, what do you got? Well, I'm going to, yeah. You're going to double down. Strangles, Strangles just mentioned it. feel like the location, of course. The score. Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing film school for F-Wits 2 Strangles this week. Nice, and it is nice. based on Howard Shaw's score. And d- to, by the way, too, Gino Morgs is still right now doing film school for F-Wits from last week. He's still talking. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was so no, funny when Whitey just came yeah. in. <laughs> oh, that so, was so good. It was an intervention. We're gonna. I'm hoping I don't have to come in again. Yeah. Um, look, I'll I'll do some other things. So the, the prologue, that front uh, bit with Kate Blanchett talking, seven and a half minutes narration. Her voice sounded yeah. incredible. I just loved the tone of her speaking voice in that. It just it was brilliant. Um, but 
the armor, the the makeup, the rubber skin, the hair. It wasn't CGI. This stuff was real. Yeah. yeah. They they made all that stuff, and it just because when you compare, say, the orcs to the Hobbit orcs, which are CGI orcs, a lot of them. Yeah. But the Lord of the Rings orcs are so much better, just with yeah. all the um the makeup and and the the rubber skin and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was it was brilliant. Um, but I just liked Ian McKellen too in some of his scenes when. When um, Frodo said, I will take the ring, and they just cut to Ian McKellen's face, this crestfallen look, and you could just feel it. Mm. Um, and when Ian, when, when Gandalf spoke to Bilbo, like right at the beginning, do not take me for some conjurer, and he grew. So yes. in the book, because he was like an old guy, like with his walking stick hunched over, but he, he, he could grow into his true form. And I was wondering how they would adapt this for the movie. And because he grew and it was like he just dominated this room. It was like, holy crap, this guy's just transformed into standing upright and just really looking incredible. And, that, and that's what he did just for a, two seconds, mm. just in that little bit. I just love that little scene there. Yeah. But yeah, lots of good, but that'll do me. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pile on a bit here. Like the production design, locations, the scale, the casting, the costumes, the world building. Yeah, all that tick, tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love a film that's filmed on location. So this has obviously yeah. gone somewhere. There's no green screen. Yeah. They've filmed on location. So when there's mountains in the background, they're all fucking mountains. Yeah. When they're on the snowy peaks, they're in the snow. Like this was not done with CGI. There's obviously CGI, but you can tell it's filmed on location and it just adds a, oh, a trillion percent. The, the realism. The realism, right? Uh, how, how they manage the size differences. Right, the perspective, the perspective thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's some, there's a couple times where I'm like, eh, but most of the time, it's like, yeah, I get that, I yeah. can see it, I, and it doesn't look mm. out of place. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of it. Right? Oh, shit, there's yeah. a lot well, of it. The hobbits are little. They are little. Uh, of course, I've got the score, but we'll leave that. Uh, Frodo and Sam, hobbits in general, right? They they're pretty fucking good. Oh, like, they're, they're wholesome people. <laughs> but not only that, they're 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 ballsy. They don't back yeah. down. They're they're in it. And yeah. I think even though Pippin and Merry are a pain in the ass, like they're in it. They've got a stout heart. Well, apparently so. Yeah. But uh, so I like that. <laughs> I, I love the Nazgul, the ring wraiths. Oh, yeah. I think they're they are good exceptional, right? Very good. But a little bit of water in there, they turn it up, right? Just a little bit of water, <laughs> they turn it up. Uh, Christopher Lee is Saruman. Mm. Like we mentioned him earlier, but he is next level good. He is. Uh, and I love the scene where it's the the formation of the fellowship. I love it. I love a bit a team building part of a movie. What well, you we, mean at the council? Yeah, we're just... at the council where they decide that you know oh, my, axe. my axe, yes, yes, my bow, yes. And my sword, and yes. all this. Like I love, I love that. I'm like, yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. the ass, yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. And, yeah. and 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 it's hard not to mention the minds of Moria. Oh, brilliant scene. The fact that they he goes, it's going to take us four days to get through it. Yeah, I was like, fuck, holy shit, that. Yeah, I think I think at. I'm not 100% sure, but I think at the Cannes Film Festival, they played the whole Minds of Moria scene. Right. And that was it. Yeah. Um, and people were just, like, raving about it. Like, what a bit to sn- a snippet. Yeah. It doesn't actually affect too much the storyline. Obviously, they might have cut it before the Gandalf bit, but holy crap. But even so, like, you, the when the book's been around for 70 years. Yeah, I know. Like, There's if, a lot of spoilers if yeah, you want to know. Yeah, if you can just go read the book, you're going to find yeah. out that Gandalf gets, you know, pulled into the... Chasm by the ball rag. 
<laughs> yes. But they were yeah. but they were gonna do the mines on their dick until was it Mary who knocked the skeleton into the well? Which yeah, Mary, which, see? Ah uh, yes, yes, he did. Mary. What a dickhead. He made some noise there, didn't he? Yes. That was always saying that he was a, definitely a liability. They were liabilities, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been cut at the start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Strangles, what have you got for bad? Yeah, I've got a few I've actually got a few things which will go contrast into some of the good there. So the backstory with with Kate Blanchett talking, I was kind of thinking about that, and I was going, "Yep, no, I get, I get that." Get that. Then I was going, "But who then originally made the ring?" But and I started going back further, going, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> I've got to stop doing this because it's not going to make any sense." You know, well, you need so, to read the Silmarillion. Wait, there's yeah. about thirty five appendices. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, um, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot to read. Yeah, I don't even understand. I, I did read the Silmarillion once, but. I, it was so complex. I, I think I read it, but I finished reading it. Going, I have no idea what I read. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. The fact that you can pronounce it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It may be wrong. I have got no idea. So no, I'm just it's, the, the Silmarillion. Yep. <laughs> it's at the, the start. Yeah, and when the, the rings were forged and and yeah. Middle Earth uh, so, was created. So why they bother? <laughs> so nine. Anyway. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good just to know that Sauron was once all powerful. That yes. whip, that ring. Well, yeah, I had to bring the ring into it. Um, yeah, I suppose, and that was the reason. Well, that's why it's called yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yes. yeah. They had to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> now you said the Nazgul ring race were awesome. I, yeah. I think they were how they were portrayed, but they were freaking useless at the end of the day. They didn't do anything. They didn't do a lot. Like, they didn't do. No, a lot. they yeah, didn't they, do a lot. They, they stabbed under, him once. I think they were underpowered. Yeah, they underperformed well, again. C- c- compared to the third movie, when they're like. On yeah. the, the, they're, they're on the big just, fucking flying things, they, they're, and they are taking some bloody names. Yeah. They are just kicking butt left, right, and center. But yeah, in this one, yeah, Aragorn beat five of them off at the top yeah. of Weathertop. And and seriously, yeah. like that, the 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 torch that he throws into his face, yeah. could have dodged yeah. that. <laughs> you would have. I would have dodged. I would have. I would have caught it. Yeah. Thrown it back. Thrown it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do think yeah they were a bit un, underpowered. Yeah, but they um, look yeah. good. They looked, but they looked the awesome. horses looked good. Yeah. The, sort of like there was blood on their hooves and yeah. stuff. And they just, they looked like that. Yeah. The evil was scary evil. Yeah. Like the baddies well, were just like scary. Well, the insects coming out of the soil oh, and stuff yeah. was awesome too. That yeah. was really cool. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, now, we talked about they didn't do many green screen stuff, but when they did, it was so obvious. I was like, holy shit, that's a green screen. I could tell. It was only flashes of it. But I could just yeah. see it, and I go, "Oh, that's a green screen. That's like a green screen." Like in and that sort of thing when they showed yeah. the city of the Duaro Delphin. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I suppose it's pretty hard to find a location oh, abs- underground like that. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now I've got a, I've got a couple of bads, and it's kind of questions. I said, "Why didn't Saruman just kill Gandalf?" Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. My language. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe he was yeah. hoping to to um, get him to come extract on information, time. or just to get yeah. him to turn. Man, he knew where they yep. were going anyway. He didn't need Gandalf. He had moths yeah. that were telling him where shit was. What shit was going down? <laughs> but, you know their their fight on mate. They they were hitting the rocks hard. Hard like, man. It was like yeah. that's a really bunch of painful. Like I was just thinking, your poor knees and your elbows. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I was on some hard marble ground. <laughs> but yeah, I know. But yeah, I suppose. Uh, should have just killed him. Maybe you can't kill him. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's something. Yeah. There's a law. Yeah. Well, it's probably in the Silmarillion. 
Again, yeah, I've probably read it. I have no idea. And again, it is fantasy. So I know I'm asking these questions, but I know it's a fantasy no. thing. Yeah. Um, why didn't Elrond get the ring off Isildur when they yeah. when he wouldn't throw it in the fire of Mordor? Why would yeah. he go? Right You're a beginning. dick. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll chuck it in myself. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Um, last I'll tell one. you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah, why? Because the book would be over in the fucking <laughs> yeah. first six minutes. It'd be a quick book. Right. There you go. The, the, yeah, the prologue. It's the yeah. James Bond. The end. It's the James Bond. They catch James Bond in the first six minutes. They let him go. Yeah. Otherwise, it's movie uh, over. Well, yeah. Well, it's like when um, all the baddies in, in the Batman shows, like the Joker would have them. There's some ticking time. We're going to walk out the door now. Yeah. And yeah. you're not. There's no way you're going to escape. No way. Holy crap, no. they escaped every single time. Shark repellent. <laughs> yes, love it. I love it. I love it. Last one. Last one for me. Why does Gandalf actually fight when he's a wizard? Why does he just use his powers yeah, just to kill power. a whole bunch of yeah. people? Because he's got yeah. his sword Glandering, which yes. he wields. Um, yes. But you're right. You would think that he would be a bit more of the... Um, yeah, but you know what it reminded me a bit about? It reminded me a bit about that Darth Vader never really used the Force when he lightsaber fought no. until until Rogue One when he just killed people left, right, yeah. and center, and later on. But <laughs> yeah. Gandalf was like, it was like noble. Just use your magic, yes. mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just use it. That's right. He doesn't return the king, mate. He could have put that dragon firework and just belted it straight out at the orcs. That would have scared the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. That's me done. That's okay, me done. Okay, demo, bad? Uh, yeah, I had to yeah, really pick it apart too, but I, I did notice, like at the Council of Elrond, when your favourites, Merry and Pippin, ran out. Oh, God. Elrond's <laughs> eyeline... El, Elrond's eyeline didn't match the Hobbit height. Right. Because obviously it was filmed... He, got the set square out. Yeah, like you could see him looking at these things walking below him, but he was... He was about a foot behind where they were yeah. and about a foot above where they were. Yeah. And that, look, and that's just really nitpicking. Um, wow, that is nitpicking, is. Damo. <laughs> it is. And, and the, the Hobbit shots from a distance were little kids. Oh, for sure. You just see these yeah, little kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can see when, I think it's when uh, there's one where it's Sam and Frodo and there's Gandalf in the foreground and Sam and Frodo at the back, and yeah. they're definitely kids. You just, you just, you Plenty of Jackson's yeah. kids. The way little kids walk. Yeah, you know, they just go, they're just little kids, yeah. Some um, Kiwi kids. Some Kiwi kids. Kids, yes. Yeah. Still yeah. living off the royalties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Having lots of muscles. Having lots of muscles down the beach. Jake the Muss. <laughs> and um, he should have been in it. Um, but the Urukai grown in the mud. Ooh. You know, it, look, in the book, they were bred for decades. Like crossing, right. like... You know, mm. orcs and, and men or sort of thing, and he created an army. But that was one thing I was like, "What? The, what? You in a sack in the mud, and you get this thing formed?" It's like, yeah. kind of. I, I was a bit underwhelmed with that sort of explanation how the Urukai came around. Yeah, but anyway, it, it worked. And the final one was the horse chase. So when the 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 wraiths are chasing. Um, Frodo and Galadriel. Got the same. No, uh, uh, I mean, Arwen. Arwen, sorry, yes. I've got the same a thing. And they are Ooh, right on Arwen. their ass. How does she get away? Yeah, and then as soon as they hit the river, she's 50 metres in front. How does she get away? <laughs> Mate, there's six of them. Yeah, and they're and, there. And they're, they're next... all around her, and next thing she's gone. She's like, uh, she was like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn in uh, uh, The Phantom Menace <laughs> when they run down the hallway after the battle droids, and yes. they're like, 500 metres away in one second. Yes. But no other Jedi can run fast. No, but no, yeah. I don't know, she hit the power button and <laughs> yeah. it was bang. She had that one yeah. one 
power button to use, and she used it right there. Yeah. Yeah, and got a 50 meter gap all of a sudden. Yeah, I got exactly that. There's yeah. no way that Arwen is outrunning the raids. Yeah. No way. No. No. Because they're shit, but they are shit house, as we're learning. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, in this first one, anyway. Okay, I've got it's long. It is. <laughs> it it's is long. long. <laughs> okay, so. But there's so much in it, though. It, I mean, and they've left out it, so much, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it took me three, left, three sittings. It took me three sittings. Like yeah, an hour yeah, and a half, then a half hour and a half. Yeah, I was about three yeah. as well. It took me yeah. a couple yeah. sittings. Uh, I've yeah. got... Tell you what, Saruman's not making it in this woke world because he ain't no conversationist. A com, uh, <laughs> conservationist. Oh, no. We don't Mate, he's just, just kill the fucking trees, rip them out, they're gone. He just lays waste to everything. What, and and that, was, that was right because Tolkien was a bit of a greenie. So in real life, and and he likened Saruman to like the World War One, the Germans, mechanized um, industry, and that's what he made the baddies as. And yeah, rip down Fanghorn. I tell forest. you what, though, they fuck. I tell you what, they dig those, they dig in the ground quick. Oh, they were down deep, weren't they're, they? They're in, they're into it quick. They pull one tree down, all of a sudden they've got like a whole ants nest. Of... They, they had like three levels of yeah. underneath yeah. in the, in the basement. Yeah. In the Tony Stark garage down there. It was a big Tony Stark garage. It was garage. huge. Yeah. I think Saruman used his powers, actually. He I must think, have. Yeah, he actually used them. He he actually, must he have. can use them. Yeah, because he could bring down the mountain, Cadrus. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yep. he can. How good was that? It was like Cliffhanger. I was thinking, these guys are copy Cliffhanger. <laughs> I was waiting to see Sylvester Sline up against the mountain. Yeah. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe against the mountain, and he's got his $500,000 case up the top. Yes, that would have made it. Yeah. It would have been way better if it was, mm. if it was just it was a, it was a ripoff. I, I'm, rip-off. I, I might actually make that. I might do the uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings snow avalanche oh, with Gabe on the side of the hill. Yeah, so this will this will go in with our our when we do our movie because I've got my Stormboy script with Ibises. This is it. You can have your um, you can have your script um, Lord of the Rings with Sylvester Stallone and Cliff. Cliff of the Rings. Have you got a Have you got a script for a strangle? So you got anything you know that you're working on? No, no, but when well, I, when I, when when Whitey first told me that it was Lord of the Rings, I looked it up and I got the wrong one, and it was about two blokes and a blonde in a in a boxing ring. Um, oh. So yeah, that was a bit different. <laughs> oh, is there is there a show called Lord of the Rings like that? Is there? Yeah, was, yeah well, I think so. He I, was I didn't looking look on Pornhub. Yeah, he, he yeah. didn't get all the way. He only, yeah, oh no, he only got you know forty five minutes into it. And had to turn yeah, it yeah, off. that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Cock Rings. He was looking yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Albert. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyone got anything for ugly? One Shingles? one thing. When they do the close up of Frodo's hands twirling the ring, he's got the worst fingernails hands I've ever seen <laughs> in my bad life. Fingernails. They're, they're bad. on the land. They're 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 you no, know, digging for carrots. That's what Dan's fingernails look like on the land. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um the um they they were, but they were the Hobbit fingers. Oh, their nails, you know. They're shit fingers. Yeah, look, ugly. I'm I'm going for a different ugly here. I'm going for the uh, smug, arrogant book readers that put shit on the films. Right. And I've I, I just see them that it's like oh because Peter Jackson's you know interpretation of the elves is is just nowhere near what you know Tolkien wanted or it's like. It's a good movie. They're good movies, you dickhead. Yeah. It, you know, yep. don't be such a book wanker. Like, I've I've read the books, and I love the books. I can still tell you, the movie's freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be such a bunch of dickheads. Don't be a book bunch wanker. Bunch of snobs. Oh, you've just coined a phrase. Snobs. Yeah. <laughs> they are. 
they just think they're you know just like a, a level above like i'm not a book wanker yeah. it's a t-shirt yeah, <laughs> it's a newborn to watch a T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. I'm not Lord a Lord of the wanker. Snobs. Yeah, Lord of the Snobs. Oh, oh you're working on that with. Click, click. That's for you and Morgs. Yeah, hang on. Let's let's talk about you know Morgs is always claiming that he's influenced you, feeding him. I'm, I'm sure yeah. he hasn't, has he? Is it? No, no. I, I like a good weird movie. I'm one of those people. Like when he took, I never heard of Wake in Fright. That's his number one, right? I watched yeah. that with, with my mouth open in surprise and really enjoyed it. Oh, Not that really? I'm going to go and watch it this weekend, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I've never watched it. It's, it's a hard watch. Oh, it's hard. It is it's hard. hard. No, but I definitely hate... I'm not a Marvel fan. I, I, yeah. I didn't like Marvel. I've seriously, Dirty Dancing, I nearly stabbed myself in the eyes a couple of times. Um, <laughs> We're going to yeah, teach look, you the pachanga. <laughs> no, I'm definitely a big fan of like Pulp Fiction and those sort of films, that, right, you know, yeah. those sort of indie sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yep, okay, yeah, that's, snob. that's me. Yeah, I'm, a snob. <laughs> I'm a snob with a lot of stuff, but I'm definitely not a Lord of the Rings snob. I love the books and I love the movies. So I don't really have anything for ugly. I had orcs just because they're ugly. They are ugly, but that's what was so good about them. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're ugly. They're ugly. The li- the real little ones that hang with Saruman. Yeah, super ugly. Yeah, super ugly. But that's about it. Other than that. Mm. I'm done. Yeah, it's hard to find ugly in this. Movie. It is hard to find. I could have really picked, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I found it hard to find something for bad. To be honest, the yeah. the, mm. the horse chase is, is really the main one. It, yeah, that stands out. out. Yeah. yeah, it stands out. Other yeah. than that, well, mate, strangles. That's it. Cool. How was, how was your first stint in on Born to Watch? Lots of fun. Oh, look, I'm just stoked I could be here. It's uh, been uh, <laughs> angling to try and get into into here somehow, and. Uh, you I did? got there in the what the, what episode is this? What 70, number episode? Seventy one. This is, I think. Seventy one. Like seventy one. Well, I'm going to add to my tattoos and get a seventy one tattoo on my back <laughs> now. <laughs> I'll make a cake. Damn it! Born to cake. Oh, thank you, and a born to watch emblem as well. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, excellent. We'd love that. We'd love that. <laughs> sure. Get one on your run on, on your left butt cheek, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you along. And what what this has been is it's been a a little bit of a uh, you know a rehearsal and a bit of an audition. Mm. Oh, just right. to see whether you know you might be able to cut the mustard in in the big leagues. And, oh, uh, right. I think you, you passed know, the test. You may have passed. Did the I? Test. We don't know yet. Like Galadriel. We'll see what the public says. Passed the test. We'll, see what well, the public that's says. That's lovely because I feel a bit like Mark Wahlberg out of Rockstar being called up oh. into the the main band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not not that that's I'd ever be the lead singer, of course. Of hey, course. Well, no. <laughs> that's how I felt. I'd, I'd, you know, I took. I don't know. You're in about your twenties before I came and did one. Yeah, no, you're really on that. 15? Tremors, Tremors was in the in the teens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Tremors was your first yeah. one. You got to pick the movie. Yeah. Don't know what you're fucking crying about. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a gig. <laughs> Strangles, thank you very much, mate. You're amazing, as I knew you would be. Yep, good stuff. Thanks for joining the crew. Thanks, Whitey. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Okay, there we go. Strangles for his uh, first little foray into Born to Watch. He wasn't bad. No, he was great. Over there from Hobbiton a himself. local reporting yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Correspondent, we'll call him. This is incredible. Yeah. yeah and this is what <laughs> we've got. Yeah. We've got a... Hobbiton correspondent. That's it. Uh, you know, live from Hobbiton. Yeah. Adam Strang. <laughs> with his hairy feet. Yep. Uh, Damo. Quickfire. Quickfire it is. That's not an eye. For scene or scenes that have passed over into popular culture, I'm sure there's things in here, Whitey. What have you got? I've got, you shall not pass. Yep, I've got that as well. Yeah. Definitely. There are a lot of lines. There is a few. Second breakfast. Yeah. One, Second bre- one simply does not walk into insert name there. Yeah. It's like, whether, you know, obviously it's more but so many different things. They yeah. use that same mean. Yeah. 
But a, a hobbit, a hobbit is hobbit. now yeah, popular. Yeah, well, you, you call people a hobbit. Yeah. Oh, we remember we had we played with a guy we nicknamed Frodo. That's right. Yeah. And he's sharp. Uh, yeah. Paul. There you go. Sharpie. Yeah. yeah he was a Frodo back in Frodo, wasn't he? Frodo. He was a hard ass. He was. He was little. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Hairy like, feet. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, hence the nickname. Yeah. He did look like Elijah Wood. That's why we called That's him Frodo. That's right. Yes, yes, he was Frodo Baggins. Didn't have yeah. the piercing blue eyes, though. Or the and the smooth skin. Smooth skin. Really smooth like skin. A he mannequin. Must, uh, Elizabeth Arden, I reckon. Yeah. That skin. I think you're going to say um, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, she is st- mm. incredible. Have you seen her Instagram? Yes, I follow Holy it. fucking shit. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. So much material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wank fraternity. Yeah. Uh, okay. The Philip Stuckey <laughs> Award for the biggest douchebag. I honestly couldn't pick anyone. Oh, it's Boromir. No, he's. I, no. I, I, don't, I, I can't. I, I just thought there's no way. He was such a big, strong man, and it just he was there to show that the ring can corrupt you. And he had this brilliant character arc. He was fantastic. And he was, it was really sad, his, his death. I'm, I'm saying I couldn't make him a dickhead. I wanted that arrow to go right between his eyes. You didn't like Boromir? No. Oh, I really liked I hated I really his guts. Liked yeah, him. but you like a baddie. No, but he's a goodie. But he just you no, know, he's not. He's he's such a twat. He 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 it's wants the ring. It's not. Is it the ring when he's yeah, going the about? The, there's no. There's no heir of Gondor. There's no. He's yeah, a yeah, tool he, bag. No, yeah. He's I, a tool look, bag. so I think. But his arc. He did start like that. But he turned into a top bloke. He well, was, after he, he cool. tries to, after he tries to fucking steal no, the ring was, and kill Frodo, it was just the end there. He he really did that. That the ring got to him. The ring yeah, was the gonna, bad. The ring is going to corrupt everyone. He just happened to be first. And I think the fact that he was such this big strong man that he could be corrupted, it was just like holy shit. Yep. And Aragorn's gone. You know what? I can't do this because I know at the end it will. Do, well, it, 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 Frodo at the end it got him too. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay. That's um, cool. But okay, so Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, uh, the someone who was thought they were in a different movie. I I nah. found everyone was on everyone's point. good. Yep, yep. I agree. Uh, this is another tough one. Ripley running or the. Uh, I didn't Olivia really have Joan, anything for that. I thought everyone John, was pretty good. The only thing I thought was when Mary and Pippin would throw a rock at a Urukai, mate, they went flying. Yeah. It's like that rock would have just bounced off that yeah. armor. <laughs> yeah, they made it. Unless, unless they were firing bloody Bretley cannonballs. Yeah, no, no, you, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. What What about an additional scene? Okay, so there's the extended versions. So the yeah. total length for the trilogy of the extended versions, virgins, virgins, yeah, are eleven hours and thirty six minutes. Whoa, and this movie is three hours twenty eight, which is thirty minutes longer. Yeah, so there's thirty minutes of extra scenes if you want extra scenes. There are plenty of extra yeah. scenes, but I was thinking too, because from the books, there's a lot of things that aren't there, but there was two scenes that I would have liked to have seen. One of them is when the Balrog came out, right? They weren't surrounded by orcs at the time, but it was like the Balrog was coming out and the orcs were coming out. Boromir blew the horn of Gondor, absolutely stopped the Balrog in his tracks, scared the shit out of the orcs. The Balrog was completely stunned. But then he was like, what the hell was that sort of thing? And then he kept coming. But it just showed, the, like in that cavern, the, the the horn of Gondor, the power of it, which mm. would have been awesome to see. Now, and there was another thing when, after they left Lorien, when Galadriel gave them all gifts. So in the extended scene, the extended movies, you can see them get gifts. Um, Gimli, I mean, Legolas got the bow of Galadriel. And at night... One night, there was all the orcs on the eastern shore as they're going down the river, and they stopped, and the orcs were on there, and they they're all cheering, and the orcs, and there was this big thing in the sky. They thought it was like a cloud or something. It's like, what the hell is that? And and Gimli was looking at it. I mean, shit, Legolas was looking at it. Pulled the, out the big bow of Lorien, 
And they, as, as it got closer, they noticed it had wings. It was a ring, ring wraith. And Legolas f- shot the freaking thing out of the sky. And it went crashing down over the other side. And it was a really cool scene. Totally unnecessary for the movie, but holy crap, I would have loved to have seen that too. Mm. Because the ring wraiths on, on wings did come in this first book. Uh, in the, uh, they, don't in the come, book. they don't come to the next no, movie. No, but you, well, didn't, you, know, you just knew he shot it out of the sky. It, yeah. You had the big, the mighty bow of Lorien, which they didn't really go on about too much as well. But mm. he, it's like he's pulled out the howitzer and just right. blown the shit out of it. Mm. And it was, would have been a really cool scene. Okay. The Brad Pitt. Yeah. There, there can only be one. Well, it's Liv Tyler. Has to be. Yeah, there's no one else. Unless like Kate Blanchett at a pinch. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. would, but like Liv Tyler is... is Dunning. Yeah, well, as Strangle yeah. said, he loved her. Yeah. So, you know, and I think I think we're all the same. Only only other one other movie where she's looked better? Armageddon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, vomit. Yeah. Terrible movie. Yeah. Okay, the lookalike, mm. the F. Murray Abraham, Carl Morden, Skeksis. Okay, who you got? You got, yeah. Oh, look, look, there's a few. There's a few of the orcs which made me think of morgues. <laughs> yes. Uh, their the teeth. Orcs. Yeah, yeah. Come of the orc teeth. Look like, look like Dan. And I reckon when in about thirty years, Dan's gonna look a little bit like Saramon. Oh, with a big cock. Yeah, just <laughs> big nose and, and the and the longer hair. Yes. I think Dan's growing his hair out. Morgs, yeah, I've got a Morgs too. I've gone for Gimli. Well, I Morgs. thought Gimli was just easy. A bit short. Height. Yeah. Yeah. But just his head yeah. and that and whatever. Yeah. His axe. <laughs> yeah. And that is it. That's it. That's it for quick fire. Yep. Okay. Rolling through. Listen to this. What do you got? The line, and my bow, is the only line that Legolas says directly to Frodo in the whole trilogy. Really? Yes. He never actually talks to Frodo one-on-one. Or really? Says anything. Yeah. That is the only time he's, he um, speaks to Frodo. Uh, you know the bit where Lurtz, the, um, the Urukai, threw the knife at Aragorn? Yes, you probably read about that. And he, no, I didn't read. No. Oh well, he he wasn't supposed to actually throw it straight at Aragorn. He was supposed to throw it sort of out to the side, and it actually, oh. and he belted it away like with a baseball bat. Yeah, and they loved it so much they kept it in the shot. But it was like, whoops, sorry, that went straight at you. So right. well, there like, you go. Luckily, Aragorn um, was quick enough to do it. Um, according to Netflix, someone in two thousand and eighteen. Watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy 300 times. So on one account, someone must really like this movie. Shit, that's, 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 that's a lot of spare time. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. It doesn't have a job. And I've got, I've got one more, I suppose. So remember the scene where Frodo was walking down the stairs to the mirror of Galadriel and they do a close-up on his foot and you see the tuft of hair on his yes. foot? That is the same tuft of hair that was used in Die Hard on John McClane's <laughs> chest. True. Do you know? Do you know? As soon as you said the tuft of hair on yeah, his foot, yeah. I knew you were going to say John <laughs> yeah. McClane's tuft of hair. So in Die Hard, you see John McClane's got one tuft on his chest. That is so funny. Well, that is honestly, it looks like the same tuft on Frodo's foot. That is so funny. It's true. So you know that Christopher Lee read Lord of the Rings once a year until yes. his death, right? Yes. Uh, and he is the only member of cast to have met Tolkien. Yeah, because he was an old bastard. He was an he? old bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but still, I mean, Ian McKellen would have been around when Tolkien oh, was alive. Maybe. Yeah, I think Christopher Lee had him quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, like I'm talking, I'm probably Christopher Lee, ten or fifteen years older. He, he was. To he be. was about ninety something in 2015, Fuck. wasn't he? He was old man. Mm. He looked old. So he would have, would have been born in the twenties, Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jeez. He's old. Yeah. So Peter Jackson gave a ring each to Elijah Wood and to Andy Circus as a gift when they finished. Oh, right. So both of them thought they had the only one. <laughs> <laughs> they met at a party and went, one, what? You've got one got- ring to rule them all was two. <laughs> yeah. So despite playing the, the, the dwarf, Jonathan Reese davies is the tallest actor. He is, yeah. isn't he? Because yeah. he's tree beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's the tall. He's six foot one in real life. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So he was the tallest actor of the lot, right? Very funny. Christopher Lee looks pretty tall. Yeah, but he's... I don't think he's tall, skinny. Yeah, I don't think he's fucking tall. So you know when they're uh, about to have second breakfast and the second apple... Second breakfast. The, the apple hits Pippin in the head. Yeah. Took 16 takes for Viggo Mortensen to hit him. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Just pegging apples and, and, it was, and so it, it did hit him, but they'd, to get it right, so apparently Viggo Mortensen, it was the most fun he'd had on the set, <laughs> just throwing apples at his head. <laughs> and then when he got hit, he's looking, he's looking up in the sky to see where the hell it came from. Yeah. So Viggo Mortensen did his own stunts. And, yeah, he's, and, he's an action man, isn't and, he? But he actually said, I, I refuse to use anything but the steel sword. So they had a lot of rubber swords on, on the set, yeah. but he only used the steel sword. He, he slept in his outfit and sometimes with his sword too. Yeah. He, he was a bit method. Yeah. And and we'll keep going on Vigo because he's a legend. He's very similar to you here. Oh, Trilingual. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, he's Czechoslovakian, is he? English, no? Spanish, and Danish. Oh, Danish. Requested the script be revised to let Aragorn speak more of his lines in Elvish. Oh, so in he, wanted, <laughs> he wanted to be uh, He wanted to be quadlingual. My goodness. Yeah. He is, yeah. It's very similar to Morgs. Morgs is very uh, daylingual. He likes a bit of daylingus. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> but he can speak Japanese. Remember that? Uh, he did say... Uh, a, bit, said, a bit of Mitsu he Kurosai. Said Ringu, when he said for the movie <laughs> The Ring. Did. Like, I still remember. He that was did. incredible. And we'll keep going with Vigo, because Vigo's the oh, man. Okay, yep. right? So the, the veteran swordmaster... Uh, Bob Anderson read this. called Vigo the best swordsman he's ever trained. Yeah, and he trained people on Steven the Princess Bride. He, Princess Bride. He trained Steven Seagal. He trained uh, <laughs> Emilio Montoya. My name oh, is in, oh, yes. Inigo Montoya, who is like this, and Cariels, who are the master swordsmen Yeah, Princess Bride. So, yeah, obviously Vigo's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know that on Bilbo's cake, there were actually 111 candles? Shit. They actually put 111 the candles. They them, Rain Man? Well... And they actually set fire to the... It was a polystyrene cake that they set fire to <laughs> with 111 candles on it. Jeez. Yeah, funny. All right, there's so much. Like, the original cut for the movie ran four and a half hours. God, yeah. Which they still didn't do for the extended edition, right? No. So it's three and a half hours. Cut it down, gee. Yeah. So it was saying here that the forced perspective, when you see Frodo and Gandalf sitting in the cart at the start... Yeah. Elijah Wood was sitting three feet behind Sir Ian McKellen. Oh. So it looked like they were, and that's why then obviously to try and get the and like I said when um, Elrond couldn't get the eye line right because they were walking obviously three feet yeah, behind. He's sure. just sort of pretending that he's watching them. Yeah. Um, okay, that's how they do it. Pretty bloody clever though, mate. So clever, so clever. That'll do. Yeah. There, like, there yeah. is a, a plethora mm. of information, and there's heaps of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, uh, which is which is well worth having a look at. Well, that's it for Listen to This. You got any quotables, Damien? There's a lot of quotes that I did like. We've probably mentioned a few. I'll let you do the Gimli one that you were going to say because I'll see if it's the same. Well, it's nobody tosses a dwarf. Oh, no, I've got the other one. Really? Yeah. I have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox. (laughs) I laughed so hard when he said, nobody tosses (laughs) a dwarf. Because then in in, um, the two towers, toss me. Toss me. Toss me. Yeah. 
But I, I, obviously the one simply does not walk into Mordor, Mordor when Sean Bean says it. I did like the bit, and it was not really a quote, but when Galadriel says, hope still remains while the company stays true and she just stares straight at Sam. She knew that yeah. this bloke was was the guy that was going to uh, help. But and, and Sean Bean with, what is this new devilry when the Balrog yes. came out? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, yep. uh, a lot of stuff in there. Like I like it. Uh, a wizard is never late, Frodo yeah, Baggins. Brilliant. Nor is he early. He ar- he arrives precisely when he means to. Yes. And then one of the fakest laughs in the history of cinema. Oh, 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 Both oh, of them. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but again, uh, it's one of those things where uh, a lot of passages. There's a lot of monologues in this movie. Not yeah. not a heap of one. It's not an Arnold Schwarzenegger like let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Like, you can't imagine no. anything like no, that, yeah. which would, would which would not really work. Yeah. That'll do for a quotables. Did you get a one degree of Kurt Russell? No. I couldn't find one. Kurt's letting us down. I know we got uh Yeah, Dan, well, well, I know we got Dan Morgan, later. Harry Dean Stanton. Last oh, week hang was on. last it was last week. Well, you know? I, I probably yeah, I probably should have had a look to see what Howard Shaw maybe did. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone can find a one degree, I'm sure we'll find one before then. Yeah. It's what we've all been looking for. We've pushed pause on Noosa and we're rolling into... <coughs> Film school for F-Wits. Damo, take it away. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I have to obviously stop Morgs because he is still going with his from last week. But Morgs. I'm going to just do mine specifically on this movie and specifically the score by Howard Shaw. So, like, right at the beginning, before you see one single image, you hear a chorus singing, right, in a somewhat unsettling harmony over a black screen. So all you can hear is you can you just hear it. So this is the musical theme of the Lothlorien elves and the theme of Galadriel, who's about to narrate the story about the One Ring in the prologue. And when the first title appears, the, where it says Lord of the Rings, that's when the ring theme kicks in. So then you can hear that then. So it goes from Galadriel's theme to the ring theme. Then as the prologue ends, the narration shifts from Galadriel to Bilbo. Bilbo starts talking and he's got the um, sort of the map of the Shire out, but the mood of the music shifts as well. So the lighter Shire theme kicks in. So there's a theme for the Shire. And they, sh- yeah, they, so they discuss the Shire, the Shire life, the time is established, and then the second title appears on the screen that says the Fellowship of the Ring. And as that appears, the Fellowship theme plays so right here at the beginning there's this masterful interplay of themes in the music yep. right so these four themes that i've just mentioned they're called light motifs so a light motif is an operatic uh, technique that fuses musical themes with people places or events to aid and help develop a story it's kind of a um a recurring musical phrase the most famous light motif would have to be the jaws theme we know it we hear that music those two notes Dun, dun, yep. dun, dun. Yep. You just know it's Jaws. Right, so he's got these themes. Um, he's actually got like a hundred themes in this whole, um, over the four movies. So that's what I mean. A hundred themes. There's about a hundred themes for everything. So for different, every, each different person, um, different places, they've all got a, a, their specific theme. So, but if if you look at one theme, then just look at the fellowship theme. There's more layers just to the fellowship theme. So... This develops throughout the um, the first movie, right? So it builds up. It has different variations until we hear it in its full heroic glory. So when Frodo and Sam leave the Shire, there's 
the theme plays. Yep. There's two instruments. There's a French horn and a coring lay that play. Um, then they sort of cut from not long after that, Gandalf is heading to Saruman at Isengard and the Fellowship theme plays again, but it's it's a darker version with really heavy symbols in it and it's sort of in the time with the hooves. So he's going to meet the treachery of Saruman so is at that, that the, time. So is that that, that the... Yeah, but it's played really light. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Just, just, just different versions of it, yeah. just different variations. So, so then... When they leave Bree with Aragorn and the four hobbits, well, the the fellowship's gotten bigger. So when they play it, the brass section's actually gotten bigger. Yep. So the music's become bigger as the fellowship grows. Um, there's the another bit on Frodo with Arwen on the horse chase. Well, the fellowship theme's playing, but it's mixed with the wraith theme at the same time. Yep. So you've got the wraiths and you've got the fellowship theme. I sp- then it basically starts to really build it. Elrond's council, it plays once they form the fellowship. Okay, but then the theme gets turned up to 11. So there's a scene in what I believe is the most epic scene in probably cinema history. It's the bit where they're walking across the top of the mountain between these rocks and the full theme is played with the full orchestra in its full glory and it's absolutely incredible. And and, And it's Howard Shaw scores that make, to me, this such an epic theme. But then what happens with the theme is, what happens with the movie, Gandalf falls and then the fellowship starts to break up so from then on the fellowship theme is only paid in part form or just bits and pieces it's like the light motif cannot find its footing you hear a bit of it or it fades out or it just stops so for me howard shaw may have given us the most complex and complete exploration of light motifs in the history of cinema and the result is the score as alive as the world tolkien gave us Demo. That's the score. Powerful. Yeah. It's incredible. The It's another character. You know, I was reading Alfred Hitchcock about Psycho. Yeah. He didn't want to have the music in it. So for the shower scene, he ended up keeping... He said the music provided 33% of the effect. And... And that's pretty much what it does. And I think, like in that one, that the one particular scene that I was talking about, where they, they, you'll have to go and just look. There is a YouTube video called oh, I think it says "The Ring Goes South." It goes for fifty seconds. It just shows this one bit where that that uh, theme is just played in it, like it's loudest, and it's just it kills it. It's so freaking phenomenal. And I think it's like eighty percent of that that scene because it's just nine blokes walking across the mountaintop. Yeah. And to me, it is the the most epic scene mm. in uh, cinema history. I love it. Okay, just that thirty seconds. High praise. That's that's film school for F Wits, and we'll let Morgs keep going with his alien. Okay, one. Dama, uh, Daniel, continue. I believe there's <laughs> something about the condensation coming <laughs> from the chains, and uh, Brett washing his face. <laughs> oh, Dan's the worst. We couldn't do justice for a kick-ass credit song tonight, so we're we're going to be back next week for something pretty special. Mm. Star of the show, Damo. What do you got? I did have some stuff written down. You know what? It was almost a four-way tie for me. So I got Tolkien. I got Howard Shaw. I got New Zealand. But I'm going for Peter Jackson. Yep. Uh, he respected the law. He stayed faithful to the source material. He did not want to put his own slant on the story because he was like, who'd be interested in seeing that? A la Rings of Power. Absolutely. Yeah. So Peter Jackson, 
you know, at one stage in New Zealand, he had 20,000 people working for him. 10,000 were extras. He was the number one employer in New Zealand. So whatever, you know, 99, 2000. Yeah. At just that one stage. And he, he was – to have that many people, to have three movies on the go, absolutely incredible. And he, and he developed that, the Weta Workshop. Yep. Like everything was just unbelievable. I don't ever think it's close. I think it is uh, – you take away the source material. So you take away Tolkien. Peter Jackson is so far and away the star of the show. Like it's his vision. It's his commitment. Yep. It's all him. Like he he's carrying the whole weight of that production on his back, as as a no one, yeah. Like he, as he as did a that cheap show, option, bad taste or something. As bad taste. That, yeah. He'd done uh, meet the meet the Deedles. He'd yeah. done the Frighteners. The Frighteners, Frighteners is a great movie. Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Yeah, he's a great movie. It's not yeah. a good movie. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. And but he's a relative no one. He'd done no. Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet. Yeah. But what he did by creating this and then going on to create the Hobbit, which is a a poor man's. Oh, he even he even says it. Yeah, it's it, a poor man's comparison. But he was forced by the by the studio to milk yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't but, want to do that. But what he created is just phenomenal, and it it's all him. Yep. So what a, what a movie! Like I'm with you, Damo. I think Star Wars pips the Lord of the Rings for my favorite franchise. But it's freaking close, right? Yeah. It's freaking close. Like in terms of if you're talking about world building and we talked about the the scale of this movie and that only gets grander as you move through the trilogy. Yeah. It's just incredible. It is. It was a good rewatch. I'd probably get to these once a year. I'd probably visit them once a year. Maybe not watch the whole movies, but I'd definitely go to them uh, I, once a year. I, I want to actually watch the extended edition again actually yeah. now. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You got a, you got a spare week? Take a week yeah, holidays. Well that's, that's the problem. Take a week holidays. <laughs> stop stop flipping plastic. You know, because I, I originally bought it on VHS, right? And I remember talking to this guy and he said, What'd you buy on VHS for, you idiot? You know, I didn't actually have a DVD player just then. I was just about obviously and I got my yeah. like six months later. Yeah. And then I um just the other year I bought well maybe three years ago I bought a DVD version of the extended version. Yeah, and I bought the uh region in England. Well done. Yeah, so it doesn't work. Well done. <laughs> but then I went and bought another one and, yeah, I got it like 30 bucks or something. So You're all over it. Yeah. Okay, we're moving into the rank bank. This will be interesting. Uh, love to get your feedback here. I've got rings to rule them all. That's a good one. Interspecies love affairs. Oh, with the elves. Elves and humans. Well, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose Liv Tyler is, her dad was half elven. So she's probably three quarter elf. Well, she's quarter elf. human. She's an elf. Yeah. White wizards. Yep. Hairy, oversized feet. Yeah, tufts. <laughs> John McClane tufts. Bruce Willis tufts. John <laughs> McClane tufts. Secret heirs to the throne. Okay. I thought of Balrogs and Second Breakfast. Bag ends. Bag ends. <laughs> I think maybe the first one. Rings to rule them all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that sort of says it in one, doesn't yeah. it? Okay. So, how many rings to rule them all are you giving the Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, I don't think it's probably any surprises. It's a five. Yeah, I was fully expecting that. <laughs> it's just this is yeah, like unbelievably uh, right up the top. 
You you don't give out many fives. I have given Star, Star Wars, Wars and the Dark Dark Knight, and, okay. and and that's there's probably one other. Well, besides the other Star Warses and Batman Begins trilogy yep. stuff, and this, there's probably only one or two other movies that I might give fives to. Tremors two, Aftershock. Oh, that's a five. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's a few more. <laughs> As yeah. we dig deeper, mate, yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll find one. Yeah. Okay, so I spoke uh, on the line. I spoke to Strangles. He sent yeah, through his score. I forgot to ask. Yeah, yeah we forgot to ask. Uh, he's giving this a four, a hard four. Okay. So a strong four, he calls it. Yeah. So uh, from Hobbiton, <laughs> he's giving four. it a strong yeah. It's like an A+. Four. Plus. It's an A+. Plus. Yeah. I'm giving The Fellowship 4.5. Yep. I love it. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I just – I've look, I've actually – I'm not cheated, but I've just thought about <laughs> movies that are, I've scored higher, and just where I s- sort of rank them yeah, in regards it's to a that. Relative, yeah. And and I think a nine out of ten is it's a good a, fucking okay. score. Four point five. Eight out of ten is a good score. Yeah, I, I was I was sitting on four point two five, but no, it deserves more than that. It's better than that. It's a nine out of ten movie. There's no doubt. Yep. So that I tell you what, this will happen quickly because Gao's not here. Yeah. But that has it with a rating of. 4.5 rings to rule them all sees the Fellowship of the Ring sitting in 10th position. Gee, there's some high scores then. Mm. Nine, actually, sitting in ninth, equal ninth position. Yep. So it is just below three billboards. <laughs> it's below three billboards. Just below oh, three billboards. There's 4.67 Magnificent Cocks. Oh, my God. Below Warrior, 4.67 oh, Legit Drunk Scenes. Yep. Below Raiders of the Lost Ark, 4.67 Very Dangerous Asps. Yep. And below Lethal Weapon, 4.67 80s <laughs> Flowing Mullets. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But it is above... Big Trouble in Little China, 4.44 knee-high suede boots. Wow. Yeah. So it is sitting in ninth, equal ninth position, it's, uh, which is strong. Top 10. It's a top 10. It's top 10. Now top it's, 10 in the world uh, IMDb. It's number nine in yeah. the, in the uh, top 250. Oh, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's, same. it's ninth. I can't see it staying in ninth, but <laughs> it's ninth at the moment. Yeah. It's ninth in the moment. If you loved The Fellowship of the Ring, what are you going to watch? Don't I know. reckon we've got the same. I don't think we do. I reckon we might. No. Hawk the Slayer? Oh, I was very close to saying that, but no. So Hawk the Slayer, there's an elf and a human and a dwarf. And it is like, if if Lord of the Rings cost $93 to make, (laughs) this would have cost $93.50. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's hilarious. It's It's got got Jack Palance in it. Yeah, it's the baddie, yeah. The so, baddie. so the elf uh, crow yes. who fires arrows at a million miles an hour. Yes. <laughs> Faster than Legolas. And then the human guy's got an uh, automatic crossbow, a machine gun crossbow. Yes. yes. And then there's the dwarf who's got a whip yep. and he's the Gimli. But basically it is <laughs> it is the um, real oh, cheap over. Do you know what? I actually think Hawk the Slayer is one of the first movies that you and I connected over, oh, I no. believe. The sword was amazing. Amazing. It had the yeah, green the, stone. Yeah, with the hand. The eye stone. Is it the, the eye stone? Yeah. 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 And it's it's very good. I remember that, that. I remember distinctly me saying something about Hawk the Slayer yeah. and you just going, oh, my God, Hawk <laughs> yeah. the Slayer. 1980s. Oh, God. You know, the soundtrack with synth, the synth. Synth, yeah. oh. synth soundtrack. And the terrible forest. It looks like it was done uh, for a rock of Steadford for a school yeah, dance. Yeah, like, like Gow was one of the trees. Yeah, Gow played one of the uh, shrubs. Yeah, one of the stones that yeah. talks. It's shocking. Uh, but worth seeing. Oh, absolutely worth seeing. Okay, so here's my one, and it's not it's not Hawk the Slayer, although 
it could have very well been. Mine's Solomon Kane. Oh my now, god! You may know, not have seen this. Yeah. I think you'd like it. A ruthless mercenary renounces violence after learning his soul is bound for hell. When a young girl is kidnapped and her family slain by a sorcerer's murderous cult, he is forced to fight and seek his redemption, slaying evil. Stars James Purefoy, who's a, a UK actor, and Max von Sydow. Oh right! And it is excellent. What year? Oh, it's it's two. Th- I was at the video shop, so it's pro- I think it's two thousand and eight. Solomon Kane. Solomon Kane. I'll give you an actual year, but I'm pretty sure it's like two thousand and eight, maybe. Right. Yeah, but uh, very good. Like pretty violent, but that real, real sword and sorcery sort of stuff. Yep. Where it's you know, so two thousand and nine. Solomon okay. Kane. It's well worth a watch. It's yeah. on. Uh, it's on Plex. I'll check it out. Have a check. Check it out, Dan. Check your movie snub. He wouldn't have time. He's still doing his film school. Okay, so it's another episode in the rear view. Well done, Damien. Thank you for joining me. No problem. It's been fun. It's Mate. good to have Strangles here too. It was. Thank you, Strangles, for piping in from Hobbiton. Yep. Our New Zealand from, correspondent. Oh, from the suburb next door. Ball bags. Ball bag end. Yeah. Uh, well done. Next week, uh, we're, going, we're going back to the 90s. We're going back to a movie I saw in the cinema. Ooh. And, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. And I'm going to ask you a question, Damien. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens when you make an assumption? You take the... Oh, hang on. Yes. Yes. You take the... I can't remember. You make an ass out of you and an assumption. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yes. The long kiss goodnight. This yeah. is Samuel L. Jackson at his absolute That's best. one of the best lines in that movie. An early Samuel L. Jackson movie. Gina Davis with all her teeth. And uh, Frank and Ernest. It is... It is, I'm not talking about the linen. Yeah. <laughs> one of the great movies. It's funny. One of the great wardrobes. It's, 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 not, a, it's not a comedy, but no, it's it's not. shit, it's funny. It's funny. It's yeah. an action uh, spy awesome thriller. action. Great movie. Really, really cool. What's it called? The Long Kiss Goodnight. Right. Well done. And you will thoroughly enjoy this one. Yeah. It's uh, pr- it is. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It's one of his best movies. Yeah. We hope you'll enjoy that with us. Do your homework. People, please, if you haven't already, get on Spotify, get on Apple, rate us, please. It really makes a huge difference to the visibility of the show to the rest of the world. So please, share it to your friends. Make a comment. <laughs> check us out on social media. We're absolutely crushing it on Instagram. We're not far from launching full episodes on Something on YouTube. Whoa. Video episodes. So you get to see our melons. Wow. But we're still yeah. wearing makeup. Uh, yeah, you need to. I do. You need to. Well, you, you tan well. So just get in the sun a bit. Remember? I, look, if I, if I spend some time working on the tan, yes, I can get it. Yeah. But Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but if I try to binge that's, tan, I'm white red peel. That's what Donald Trump says too. Yep. He's yeah. got a nice tan. He does. On that note... Thank you, mate. We'll see you next week. No probs. Bye, people. See us. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.